You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode of Pizza Quest is brought to you by Central Milling, hand-selected grain, expertly milled for passionate bakers. Central Milling is the farmer, the miller, and the baker working together to preserve American farmland for tomorrow while providing the highest quality flour and grains for the bakers of today. Dating back over 150 years, Central Milling is built on generations of knowledge, and they know that premium flour starts at the source. Employee-owned, Central Milling works directly with their farmers to sustainably grow grains that have exceptional flavor, nutrient content, color, and baking performance, which results in one of the largest selections of premium specialty flour and grains in the country. Hand-selected for the highest baking qualities, milled, cracked, or blended slowly to minimize heat generation, then bake-tested for performance. Learn more about Central Milling and their products at centralmilling.com. I'm Peter Reinhardt. This is Pizza Quest. I'm coming to you from the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada, where we've been talking with lots of really interesting people in in, in our time, in real time for us, it's about two and a half days of nonstop conversations. In terms of our podcast, Pizza Quest, this is going to run for like three months. we got three months worth of material <laughs> yeah. that we're going to play with here. And so I'm here today with, Pe- with Peyton Smith, who is almost a neighbor of mine. He's in, yeah. he's, he's uh, got a pizzeria that's getting a growing you know reputation out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, uh, called... Mission Pizza Napolitana, um, and when I say neighbor, I'm in Charlotte, and that's about an hour and 15 minutes from yeah, you. Yeah, that's pretty much. And right. I have no excuse for not having been up to uh, <laughs> Winston for, you know, a while. But it's on our list, and we're working even good. together. We've been talking about an event that we may be yeah. able to do up there, Winston. I just always look for an excuse to come up. Yeah, that'd so be great. we're going to try to make it happen. That'd be great. Um, but uh, Peyton, why don't you tell people a little bit about Mission, how it came to be, and a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, you know, Mission Pizza has been around since uh, 2014. And um, I probably started along my pizza journey um, sometime in 2007. So it was quite, um, I wouldn't call it arduous, but it was quite circuitous for me to get where I am now. Um, basically changed sort of uh, changed careers, basically. I wouldn't say that I had a, a, a really um, established career, um, but I was working in, in, and had enough work experience at the time. Uh, 2007, I was not quite 32 years old. And uh, I was just thinking to myself that I had, I'd had enough work experience of either other people just, you know, me working for them or they set the agenda or... You know, if we pay you enough, what will you do yeah. kind of thing. Uh, just very quid pro quo um, career life. And it just wasn't for me. Wasn't so f- I had to shift gears. You. Yeah. And not only was it not fulfilling, I mean, um, because that can be kind of a tricky um, yeah. uh, target. Yeah. But um, I just felt like it wasn't the best use of me as a person and my skills and my abilities. And it certainly didn't energize me or turn me on in any um, in any way that felt personal, and I just thought I, it's just not probably going to be a, a not a great fit for me to go work for someone forever. Yeah, the two passions in my life really are 
our food, which is now expressed in pizza, um, and prior to that, soccer. So I played oh, soccer. Yeah. yeah, I played soccer my whole life and oh, was kind of an aspiring yeah. um, soccer player. Played at university at a very high level and um, had sort of exhausted that part of my life. And so I said, well, okay, this other thing that just sort of gets my gears moving is is food. But at the time, I didn't know what it was. Um, I thought about uh, my first love in food is barbecue. I'm a proper North Carolinian. Right. Are you from North Carolina? Yeah, I'm from Winston-Salem. <laughs> so um, you're right in your home yeah. court. And, 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 of course, we're, that's, that's a Carolina barbecue is its own distinct thing. Yes, yes. And um, But, you know, when I got into that, there were some components that didn't make the most sense. Like, So one is I kind of like to do things sort of my own way. Um, my pizzeria is a perfect expression of that and a perfect example of that I felt like um, sort of being this uh, if I wanted to get into barbecue um, but doing it in a in a unique way yeah. in a place that's so entrenched with tradition I yes. felt would be problematic um, well, a friend of ours I, mean, I think I think you may know him as well because he's from Winston is Jim Noble yeah of course and uh, has a you know a long time great one of our great chefs in Charlotte now of course yeah and he's opened a wonderful barbecue place yeah they're there. doing a great job and uh, and the way he got around that was basically to do great Carolina barbecue but also yes Texas and Correct. ribs and so you know he's doing it all yeah he's doing a great and job I, which I like because I'm kind of more of an omnivore when it comes to barbecue I, yeah I, I love every style I don't think there's a style I don't like but I, but I don't want to be only hemmed into just one. Yeah, I'm with you in that respect. Um, I'm, I have a similar mindset about pizza. Uh, at the moment, what is really speaks to me and has since I started Neapolitan Pizza. Um, my journey there was kind of interesting. I had kind of a couple, I would say, random experiences that ended up in hindsight being kind of eureka moments for me. Uh -huh. So I was in Napoli in 1998 randomly during the summer. Ate pizza on the street there. If I were there today, I would tell you where it was. I'd probably tell you who the pizza maker was. You know what I mean? I would remember everything about it. Yeah. But back then, it didn't hold the same significance. However, um, just as an experience, you know, at that time, pizza in the South was um, really heavy, uh -huh. either delivery type pizza yeah. or New York ish pizza. And it mostly, was all. <laughs> what's up? It's mostly changed. How you doing? <laughs> Um, this is Christian Petroni. I ran into him on this curb on Orchard Street two weeks ago oh, doing yeah. a, uh, a pirate uh, meatball pop-up. He's a character. Um, That's the cool thing about being here at an expo. We're running and seeing people. We're doing our, so our, many people, our talk yeah. right in the middle so of So many people. Um, and so, but what was unique about this thing in Napoli is it was just like, this is not pizza as I understand it, Right. And it probably was, frankly, a marginal street pizza. Uh -huh. However, it was incredibly fresh and light. It was and, so different. Yeah, yeah, and the tomato was bright and clean, and, and the cheese tastes like it comes from Macau rather yeah, than right. a factory, and obviously uh, some fresh herbs. And um, it was really beautiful. And then shortly thereafter, I was in New York for about a year, and all the sort of legacy coal-fired places, you know, New York didn't really pop off until about seven or eight. Remember when Roberto was on the cover of New York Magazine yeah. in 2008? Yes. Um, but that would be like Totono's, Lombardi's, especially Grimaldi's, which was right yep. down the street yep. from us. Yeah, like the old guard right. uh, uh, coal-fired yes. pizzerias. And obviously they're distinct from 
uh, proper Neapolitan, but they share a lot of similarities. A really bright, clean, sort of light eating experience. Um, and when I shifted gears into food, I said, yeah, barbecue doesn't work, but I have this, I have this like idea of these things that were done uh, just a few years ago, I experienced these things, and these things aren't being done here. And why aren't they being done here? Right. Uh, so I really dove into it quite a bit. Um, ultimately settled on, on Neapolitan pizza. And then basically just got to work. So you really went all in on the Neapolitan style because nobody else was doing it yet. Right, yeah, no one in the Carolinas and, was and doing it. you liked it enough that he say, well, yeah. But then you had to... Had to enter a learning curve I'm sure yeah for sure um, so I initially thought I was going to open a, a brick and mortar in 08 and you know 08 was another financial crisis a, and yeah this is a bad time to try to open yeah, a restaurant God, yeah God laughs and you just shift gear so I started with the fire within trailer oh yeah so you had one of the one of the mobile trailers yeah, yeah. I was one of back when Joe was still really hard scrabble yeah before he sold it um the original so, owner yeah, of, yeah, Pergolizzi. Yeah. And then, um, so I got started that way. And that was actually a great way to get started. I think for me, I wanted I wanted to be in the business of being in business, so uh -huh, to speak. Uh -huh. Like, I didn't want to be an enthusiast. I needed to prove that people would pay me to do this. Um, develop some self-efficacy. Um, and then start with a small little brand. So, what was good about that and coming back around to this idea of a learning curve is, you know, I understood sort of the basic parameters and technically what people were doing at the time. And, um, but being able to do it the way I learned. So let's say on a Wednesday night, I might pull in your backyard and we make pizza for like 40 people. Well, maybe that same Saturday, I might go to a festival and make like 300 pizzas. Right. I'm not going to prepare those pizzas the same way. I'm not going to ferment them the same way, right? Um, the one on Wednesday, I'm likely going to have to use some refrigeration. Uh, the one on uh, the one on Saturday, I mean, the one on Wednesday, for 40 people, I'll, you know, probably just do an ambient fermentation uh -huh. and get it where I need it at the time I'm pre yeah, prepared to, to bake. Adjust to yeah. The situation, yeah. And so, um, sort of being forced by the logistics of that small company I had to learn how to make, how to get to the same end result myriad ways was incredibly useful to me. Uh -huh. um, and that's something you could probably do in Naples where there's only one way to do it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I'd met Roberto Caparuscio and um, I was prepared to sort of work with him and even move up there and hang out with him for quite a while. And, and that's it. Uh, and he, that's back when he was still at Amano in New Jersey. That was before he was at Caste. Yeah, yeah, that in, was in back in Ridgewood. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Santa Cruz. For this a while ago. Most yeah. people are listening know Roberto, but if you don't, Roberto Caparuso, one of the truly great, authentic, yeah, Neapolitan Naples guys. Yeah. Making some of the best pizza you ever had. For sure. For sure. And um, so that didn't really happen. I shifted gears. He and he actually encouraged me not to do that. And the reason being, he said, well, you'll spend time here, and if we like each other, like, you can work here and learn as much as you want, but you're not building a pizzeria right now, so then you're going to go home, and then you're going to have idle hands, and so why don't you get your stuff together, and then we can start to train as nice we ramp up. Yeah, I thought it was incredibly, 
and what he was offering me was wholly in my best interest. Uh, and so I really respected him and appreciated him immediately for that. Um, and so that's sort of the way I migrated. I, I shifted into this small mobile company. Um, and then I just basically learned on the fly. Because now yeah. you kind of have a workshop to make it real. Yeah. And to learn you know, in real life situations. Yeah. And in cash situations, you know, where yes. you pay as you go. Yes. So, so suddenly it got real is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and even the small bit of, um, like I said, self-efficacy is really valuable. Um, and then just getting the reps in. So that was really, really important. And I think the other piece about it is uh, even as a young person, uh, a novice, maybe you're not uh, confident in maybe your expertise or the value you bring. Providing a more experiential service and a very private, intimate level um, kind of gave me the buffer to grow into it in a way that like 16 or $18 for a quid pro quo pizza, like hard exchange in a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. Maybe those... Maybe that clientele wouldn't wouldn't give you the same freedom, um, and so I think that was kind of a nice buffer with that mobile business to begin yeah. with. Yeah, because now um, you're kind of in an incubation period. Yeah. For your as yeah. the story unfolds. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And then so I did that for a few years. Um, ultimately, got open in January of 2014. So this is our tenth year. Wow. Yeah. It's been that long already. It's yeah. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. And um, by and large, uh, we've been very fortunate and uh, arguably successful. Um, I mean, my, you know, by any financial endeavor, my life works fine. I think the people that work for me uh, have a good balance of uh, work life and uh, finance, financial reward, and uh, they get to express themselves at work. And so that piece works really well for us. And then I don't know, by any measure, you sort of mentioned it. I think we've been in a bit of a vein of form, as they say, over the past few years. Um, And being recognized by all kinds of media and uh, uh, sort of highfalutin food groups with JBF. Um, You're on the radar now. Yeah, and then the the top 50 stuff has been really nice. Oh, that's right. uh, Yeah, you got mentioned there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hope we're on it this year. I don't know. Is, I don't is, assume we are, but I hope Winston we are. Salem uh, becoming more of a pizza de- destination city um, now? Or are you still sort of the? the that's the, a the good question. I think. I think even now, um, because we're we're so uh, committed to doing it our way, and there's there's lots of reasons for that that we could get into if you want. Um, that um, that we've developed. Um, our own sort of our own brand and our own brand story and certainly a clientele Um, but Winston as a whole um, it's not the most adventurous place for diners yeah it's it's an old old school city it is and um, I think the default diner in Winston-Salem kind of wants things the way they want them Rather than, say, an experience, or rather, uh, a, a, a chef's point of view. Well, did you get pushback coming into a city with um, a different style of pizza than I would, what they were I mean, sure. Up with? I would say pushback. Um, I mean, 
so Neapolitan pizza as a category, I don't think was populated until we po- until we populated it with okay. one. Now in Charlotte, there's maybe one or two. We have a few in Charlotte. Yep. Yeah. And then um, well, we have I don't even know if there's one in Raleigh there are lots right of now. Fired pizzerias, but not correct. Neapolitan. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. What about is Ben Barker? Uh, is he in your area too? Is he in um, no, he? he's in um, Gabe's in um, Carborough. Carver, yeah, so he's, he's in Carver. Carver. So, he, so that's another. He's, is he doing with a Neapolitan uh, style there? No, he's doing like um, he's. I would call his uh, pizza like uh, elevated, like uh, just American style. So he cooks in a gas deck oven. Oh, oh, okay. Um, For some reason, I thought he was trying to do Neapolitan. No, I think that I think that word has um, erroneously been attached to him. I, he certainly never said it. Um, but you know, he learned from the guys at Delfina. So he sort of took their sort of elevated American style um, and went with that. He does a great job. I love his place. When you're doing to try to stay as true to a a true Naples style pizza. So how long do you you bake your pizzas at what temperature? Uh, Yeah, so our fermentation system right now is a a couple of days for us. Um, You know, maybe an absolute strict uh, Neapolitan pizza, pizzaiolo might uh, scoff at refrigeration. We use refrigeration uh, to good effect. Again, there's multiple reasons for that. Um, not only the desired result, but also just the vagaries of how and when people show up to a place like ours, like all kinds of reasons for that. Um, even the concept of refrigeration is uh, not so taboo in, in Naples anymore, especially with some of the contemporanea pizzaioli. Um, uh, especially in uh, pre-ferments and bigas. Um, but two days really works for us. Yeah. Um, we've sort of formulated a method and a procedure that works. Um, what and then flour do you, you I'm use a Caputo loyalist. So, and, and I use blue bags, so I use the, the original old-school yeah. bag. So that's, and Caputo, of course, is the dominant brand in Italy, in Naples itself, for, sure. for flour. And many of the, since they've come to America, a lot of, Pizzeria is not only Neapolitan pizzeria. Many pizzerias are using their various types of flour. They've yeah, made a so big here. yeah, they've done a great job. Um, they're always producing new product. They're always, uh, in my mind, the probably the miller that is the best at saying how, like, what's the goal of this final product, and how do we get there? Antimo is at the very top, um, just with the science that they use and the testing and just their curiosity for what. Uh, what excites the pizza maker? So, uh, Nuvola is a perfect example of that. Yeah, right? that's a new so one. Other new brands Carlos San Marco, he's in our booth right now. Uh, Vincenzo Capuano, he's in the booth right now. Um, those two guys were among the very forefront, right, of like contemporary pizza makers. And you've seen and heard about Canoto, Pizza Crust, big blown up. Oh yes. You know, yes. dingy uh, Canoto is like a rubber dingy. Um, yeah, and it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started as a pejorative, <laughs> um, but it's been since really embraced by like this new wave of pizza makers. So, Antimo embracing those guys in saying, "What matters to you? What do you need to get your pizza to do what it needs to do? To look how it needs to look? To bake how it needs to bake? To ferment how it needs to ferment?" All right let's take your feedback and let's put it into a flower in the real world. It's kind of incredible. Um, he did the same thing with Americana previous to that. Um, 
he's so yeah we're he's been very uh, re- responsive to the requests of american bakers yeah he to is come up with products to meet their need yeah i think he firmly believes that um really his he's not he's not much without the pizza maker um have you had a chance since coming into sort of the the business and using a flour to get over there to the oh yeah to sure the, the mills and the yeah and everything i've been there pre-covid i was there basically every year yeah. um i'll be there this year for like three weeks which will be great but that'll be my first time back since covid so it's been a while for me and then what's it like going back for you as a as somebody now has vested interest in all this yeah is well, what makes it meaningful to keep going back does it enrich uh, you in a new way so yeah so there's a couple things one is i'm always trying to gauge where we are by what frankly the best in the world are doing um and so traveling and eating pizza whether it's south america north america including canada whether it's the uk uh italy japan like that's a big deal for me i spent a lot of time and energy to do that so that's really exciting for me um to understand sort of where like the beauty of understanding traditional pizza in italy is once you understand it you understand it like there's a tradition mob and like things aren't going to change but then there's always something around the bend um especially right now in pizza it's a really ripe time for people doing just wild stuff yeah um and so that's very exciting and then the other component of that for me and this bleeds into all parts of my business is i've developed so many relationships at this point um by being embraced by the orlando foods crew uh-huh. Uh-huh. um and just meeting people and and revisiting with them over a period of years um that now I have these relationships that are really enriching to me. And so, uh, you know, you add a, the physical beauty of Southern uh, Italy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Naples, and you got a pretty good uh, trio. Well, you know, a lot of what you're describing sounds similar to what Jonathan Goldsmith told us in another oh, episode. That sounds that's like Jonathan. Sort of, the, you know, a feeling, uh, how much he longs to go back every year, yeah. number one. Yeah. You kind of tap into, uh, in a sense, it's almost like, I don't know, it's like plugging in. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, You know, the culture of pizza in Napoli, if you've not been there, is um, really impossible to describe uh, just how much pizza is a part of their life, just how many pizzerias there are, how often people eat pizza. And so being a North Carolinian, the way I would describe it, you know, obviously we have an incredible barbecue culture. Yeah. And I would kind of say, well, whatever you know about barbecue in North Carolina, put like a 10x yeah. on that, and you'll start to understand what pizza culture is in Napoli. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. But it's yeah, great. that's a, it's an it's, it's a good analogy, uh, and I think regionally around the, the United States, there's different regions that have their their the, their identifier. Yep. I'm from Philly, so yep. of course, cheesesteaks, hoagies, yep. and roast pork sandwiches is like you know our thing. Um, and uh, and our frame of reference, I guess, is what I'm really sure. trying to say. And pizza is the frame of reference. Sure. And, and certainly in Naples. And throughout Italy in a way, but Naples in particular. Um, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, there was some, you know, there's always things, right? So the beauty of pizza now is I think there's people really interested in uh, elevating pizza everywhere. Um, and so, right, like uh, this based in Copenhagen, it develops a high profile. Uh, a lot of these uh, Tokyo uh, spots uh, develop a really high profile. And um, 
it's interesting. I think people are, whether it's just we have to talk about things in the media or, or people just naturally get curious, I think there's this idea that this is up and coming and this is up and coming, but the truth is, as entrenched as Napoli is, Napoli is also the most interesting up and coming pizza city yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like, because they have to kind of re often reinvent themselves like anyone yeah. else. They have to stay, stay, stay relevant. Today. Sure, yeah. sure. And then I think there's also a major component, and I don't, I don't have any reason to believe that Italian, youngish Italian people are any different to. Um, the things that matter to youngish people around most of the world, but we certainly see just generational sort of prior priority shifts, and and so um, I think this idea that that I don't the old guard is not being phased out in in Napoli. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but begrudgingly at first, I think this new wave of of pizza makers have really started to be embraced. Especially by the public, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like Vincenzo and Carlos Samarco, those guys just jam it out every night. It's are crazy. You, at, at Mission Pizza, yeah. are you doing anything, quote, innovative, uh, or is it all strictly um, traditional? That's a good question. So generally, our style of pizza is, I'm not hyper-modern. I'm certainly not a, I love the tradition, and I respect it, and I understand it, but I'm not a traditionalist. I'm, I'm somewhere in between. Um, so our pizza, for instance, is has like a really tall, puffy cornicione. Uh -huh. um, I want it to be super light and creamy, but maybe like a the height of, of uh, pizza contemporanea right now is maybe, for me, too soft. It has so much water in it that it's hard to create the contrast and texture that I uh -huh. prefer. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, what we put on pizzas, all kinds of stuff. So whatever suits my fancy, I like uh, homage to pizza makers I respect and admire. We do that quite a lot. Um, so we're probably, you know, I, I like to think of it as sort of being founded in the tradition, but just continuously moving in a way that, that you know, is interesting to us. And right now... Right now, it's somewhere between, uh, you know, hyper-contemporary Neapolitan, uh, but not quite. And then I introduced something last year, basically a pizza tasting menu. Pizza tasting? Yeah. Wow. So um, I don't know if anyone in the States was doing that at the time. I don't know if anyone's doing it now. I, I basically took a riff on, uh, you know, this Japanese omakase. Oh yes. And, and I call it pizza kase. Um, and basically, the idea is that for lots of reasons, for us to have just creative freedom, um, for us to, to basically um, let the diner know that this is a wholly different experience and tell that story, um, also to uh, actually attract a very different type of diner, right? Someone with, who's, who's more of the mindset of, let's just really experience what this place has to offer uh -huh. versus coming in here with maybe our our preferences or our desires on the front end. Put it, put it's been into great. Your hands. Yeah. So, so the omakase basically means whatever the chef wants. Yeah. To I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. It's great. Joe so, Padilla does that at his uh, oh, shop with his, in Philadelphia uh, with the hoagie, hoagies. The yeah. Hoagie yeah, yeah. Tasting. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 So Which is, it's so cool to be able to kind of use that, extend that concept to other. Yeah. It's it's been great. I think, um, like I said, it gives us a lot of freedom. 
the guests, um, by and large, are, are really happy. It's we we sort of feel like we're sort of putting down our own gauntlet, so to speak, and we have an obligation to pick it up, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's really good for us because it means we have to bring. We just have to bring it. Yeah, and it, right? it keeps you kind of on your toes. Yeah, of creatively. course. Yeah. Do Do you have any kind of a a commitment to uh, working with local, regional ingredients? Uh, as best we can. You know, we have, we certainly have our um, our rich moments in the Carolinas, but our seasons are also pretty wonky. I'm not, uh, I'm not an absolute locavore. That's not the case. Um, but when we can, when we have access to good things that we like that are local um, and we can partner with um with growers that we have a good relationship with, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I don't think. Uh, um, I think it's a balance. The balance is is arguably necessary. Yeah. Um, and so we balance that like everyone else. Yeah. But we can get a lot of great stuff in the Carolinas, well, especially in the Piedmont. Yeah, there's it's one of the few places in the country where there, throughout the entire 365 days of the year, there's something being harvested. Something, yeah, yeah. for sure. Do yeah, you, for uh, sure. What else do you have on the menu besides pizza? So we're really like a little Osteria. So we're not a pizzeria by any, any respect. We have maybe a half a dozen or eight pizza on the menu, a couple of, like I said, this uh, pizza case service. And then um, it's a standard kind of Osteria menu. We have a few pasta. We have a lot of veg and salad, and we utilize our oven to roast any number of things. Right now we've been finishing lobsters in the wood-fired oven, nice. and it's awesome. Um, so, uh, and then we also do a, a, a like a prefix, pre-fee tasting menu um, in addition to our pizza case menu. So it's the same thing. It's like a five-course tasting menu, chef's choice, family style, um, and that's a lot of fun for us. Are you essentially the chef there, or is there somebody else? That yeah, no, I'm there. I have, I have um, sort of two primary guys that cook with me, and they're both excellent, a guy named Evan Kaiser and uh, a guy named Matt Mabe, um, and they help me knock it out. But yeah, I mean, the menu is sort of what I'm feeling or thinking at the time, and they help me execute, and we can bounce things off each other and dial in the execution. Yeah. Um, and periodically, those guys will have a point of view, and we'll incorporate uh, what they want. Um, but they're both of them are more in the vein of, what are we doing? Let's do it. Um, we've had people with a little more personal expression, and we let them express themselves when they're in our space. Um, but those guys are great. And um, between the three of us, um, we basically, you know, bang it out. Do you have any plans to expand to other locations, or is uh, a one? I don't, yeah, know, that's. I mean, always, done. right? I mean, the answer is the likelihood that it's the version of the restaurant I have right now is very slim. I don't believe it's really scalable. Um, there's not, in my estimation, there's not an excellent. wood-fired and or Neapolitan pizzeria maybe in America unless there's a singular person that's basically there and yeah. touches everything all yeah. the time. Yeah. They don't have to make the pizzas per se anymore, but it's such a, frankly, an arduous way to make pizza. And the, the margins for error are way too slim. I don't think it's really scalable um, for me and what I want. But my brother and I... 
Uh, he moved to the Carolinas a couple years ago, and we've been kind of daydreaming about something for a long time. And so I built a, a, a restaurant model that's based in what we do, basically modernize it, right, which means the way we produce, uh, the way we, uh, the methods to produce the dough, the way we bake the dough. Yeah. Um, we need to modernize that a little bit in order to, to make it scalable. Uh, but I think we're pretty close to something. We've had a couple near misses lately. Any, um, ch- any chance at uh, coming full circle and getting barbecue right to the mix somehow? Uh, I think if I could find a good operating partner, I would love that, honestly. I think even in the Carolinas at this point, I, I, arguably I have a, a personal brand that could be a segue into like this guy just kind of does his thing. Yeah. And can we make barbecue happen? Me personally, I don't know if I want to get up at 3 a.m. Well, it's, it's a whole other game. <laughs> so it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a different animal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would need an operating partner that would want to do that. But that. I would driven. I would love. To, I would honestly love to do that. I have a whole. Well, this, I have well, a whole well, concept I guess for what that. I'm getting at is now that you've established your brand. Yeah. And 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 um, and you have experience under your belt right. now as right. a restaurateur. Right. You know. Is, is Neapolitan pizza the only kind of restaurant you ever want to do? I, I think that's very unlikely. I mean, um, I don't have a, an endless. I don't have a, the the will of a of an endless, uh, you know, back pocket, right? Like a restaurant. Yeah. So, uh, whatever I do needs to be smart and calculated, uh, and um, and so what that means is there's lots of variables that rely on things that are external to me to make anything happen um but i'm always poking around like i said my brother and i just had like two near misses in the last year uh-huh. on a retail space commercial space um yeah i would be surprised i mean i wouldn't be displeased like so the beauty of what i do is i love making pizza until i get tired of making pizza i can show up on trade street and have fun with my crew and we can continue to kind of push ourselves forward. Um, but I'm also just happy stand there and make pizza, stand there and make pizza, stand there and make pizza. And my life works good. I anticipate that, you know, in a very slow upward curve, arguably my life would keep working good, right? I have good momentum. So, so, so no, no burning desire to build an empire. Um, no, I don't think I'm built like that right now. Yeah. Uh, I want to go in the direction of things that speak to me and excite me and energize me, and I think that's the best part of me and the best version of me. Um, but, um, you know, minus, like, finding a, a different kind of institutional partner, like a restaurant group or yeah. Yeah. something like that, um, it can be so difficult to ramp up. Um that it's you just have to be smart but like oh i have to do this or i have to do this or i have to necessarily move on to the next thing that's not, i'm not i don't that's not for me for some people that's it's always burning in them and sure sure yeah why did you call it mission pizza where does that thing that's a good question so um there's a a couple layers to that so there's a there's half of that duality is just purely personal to me so it started as this idea of like you know, I really have to move in the direction of at least being engaged and hopefully falling in love with this 
procedure of a career, right? Um, the other part of that I expressed uh, just a second ago, which is like, I was, I had a lot of uh, reasons to have an, an idea. I wasn't certain, but have an idea that this kind of work and this kind of procedural work and and mixed in with the camaraderie of a team that that would uh, sort of bring out the best version of me. Um, and so that's a piece of it. Um, a piece of that piece is just um, the goal of like always trying to get better, self-improvement, um, and doing these things in a way that hopefully just make my life better. So that's really your mission. Okay, that's a piece that, of it. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a personal piece. Mission, yeah. And then the, the, the sort of broader piece would be it's hard to believe this, but I still think that, like, the real culture of Neapolitan pizza is largely misunderstood. It's incredibly underrepresented, even though we feel like it's everywhere now. Uh-huh. And I think it's one of the great food cultures, food products, singular food products in the world. Um, and just the culture of, of Naples and the pizza and the food culture there is another piece of that, which is um, was never represented in our area. And so... The personal piece, the broader piece of our mission to yeah. just produce this thing um, with a love and respect and an admiration for the way it's been done forever, um, to introduce people to what we believe is a pretty special product, um, but previously unbeknownst to the Carolina right. to the Carolinas. So um, that's the other piece of that for that's me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's <clears throat> that in and of itself is a can be a very fulfilling path. With, Sure, because it's it's pretty fathomless. I mean, it, that that mission never ends. Yeah, and, uh, and it'll certainly keep you engaged. Yeah, personally, and, yeah. and hopefully also ex- extend to the people whose lives you touch. I hope so. Through Mission Pizza. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, well, Peyton, thanks so much for spending this time with My us. My pleasure. We've been talking to Peyton Smith, the founder, owner, operator, Pizzaiolo of. Mission yeah. Pizza Napolitana in Winston-Salem, Winston, North Carolina. Salem, yeah. So if your travels bring you to to that area, nice wine region in the Winston, yeah. near Winston. Yep, the, yep. You know, there's uh, it's a pretty cool place and uh, and not far from Charlotte, North Carolina. So True. you can combine those. It's the best airport to fly into, Charlotte, or does Winston have a good airport? Uh, Greensboro can be Greensboro. a little cheap, but Greensboro is so easy. It's easy. Charlotte's a cluster right now, yeah, as you know. Charlotte right now is one of the busiest airports in the it's country. It's crazy. But uh, anyway, find an excuse to get there. Thanks. Uh, look for Peyton. Look for Mission Pizza. And hopefully look for me because I'm going to try to get up there as soon as I can. Yeah. If you but come my, my to us, say hi. My wife and I have hi. plans to come up to Winston soon. So yeah, that'd be great. I will, I'll give you a call. And I look forward very much to to uh, tasting your Yeah, that'd be great. That's it. a great time. Thanks, Peter. Thank you, Peyton. And thank all of you for tuning in to Pizza Quest and for being with us. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Pizza Quest. A number of the conversations you will hear this season were recorded over a two-day period during the 2023 International Pizza Expo held in Las Vegas, Nevada. These recordings would not have been possible without the help of many people and our generous underwriters, but I'd like to take a moment now to especially thank some of the unsung heroes. My Pizza Quest partners, Jeff Michael and Brad English, our HRN recording producer, Liam Werner, as well as HRN's Matt Patterson and Joanna Garnett-Ripold, and also Alexander Mortati of Orlando Foods, who organized and coordinated the schedules of many of our guests 
to get them to our recording table throughout the expo. Thank you to all of you. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.